Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Tottenham Hotspur. Now, here are your hosts. Hello everybody and welcome to a new episode of the Spurs News Podcast. This is actually episode 191, which is insane. I am Sam. Joining me this week... It's the super sub. It's Stepin Stefan. Yeah, it wasn't the super sub last week when you didn't want me, was I? No, no, I, no. I, I upgraded you. Yep. In I fairness, in, upgrade. I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got in Coach Alley. I had a really nice time, really nice chat. Uh, but at the end of the show, she said, "God, I'm never doing this again." So I'm back with you. Back with me again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so hello and welcome everybody. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Matt's still not with us. He's sidelined with injury. Uh, when Matt is back, uh, which will be for the Christmas special in a few weeks' time, uh, he can explain all about uh, his testicle surgery and all that stuff. So so that's fine. That's on him. Are we calling uh, you Maddie yet, or is it still Matt? No, no, no. Still Matt at still the moment. Matt. Well, he, he identifies for, for Matt at the moment. But yeah, look, he'll be back for the Christmas special, and the Christmas special will be available to stream and download on the 23rd of December. Nice. So everyone look out for that. Uh, it's going to be me and Matt, fun in games, uh, possibly Dan, possibly Laura, maybe, I don't know, right now. I'm working on it. Give me time. I've got time. I've got until the 23rd. Yeah. <laughs> I said it with such confidence as well, like, that show will be available on that day, I hope. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, possibly. Um, so, this week, uh, there's a couple of bit of housekeeping to kick off with. Uh, first of all... Stefan is near death with a chest infection, so if he coughs, splutters, sounds like he's gone at any point, apologies, we will try and edit it all out, but the man is soldiering on, so I'm not talking to myself, so a big thank you, mate, I know no, I know fine. you're just, feeling you know, rough. Call me, uh, call me Cousy Romero at the moment, you know, just you know, no, struggling no, no. through injuries to make sure I'm there, you know. Let's, let's, <clears> not, <throat> let's not start the show like that. Okay, okay. Um, and the second bit of housekeeping is, uh, I'm having to record using different equipment this week. <laughs> it sounds like that should be like an innuendo joke there, but there's not, I promise. It's just the fact that we're now that big of superstars that you have multiple studios to record in. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, but basically it means that we've got, I've got the intro, I've got the outro, but I've got nothing else. So all of the fun jingle stuff that I had with Coach Ali last week and I had a really good laugh about, I've got none of it, I'm afraid. <laughs> because basically uh, I had what can only be described as a power surge and then a power cut this week. And my PC, if you like, has gone the way of the dodo. <laughs> so uh, that, that's, that's a fun thing. But that's basically got everything loaded on it. And yeah, that's that's a problem but that's the housekeeping done we're here to talk about Tottenham and we're going to open the show as I promised absolutely everybody I would from now on and I'm trying to stick to this we're going to open with comments and questions from our social media so there's an absence of a jingle here apologies but Stefan I will put it to you would you like to start in Instagram or Facebook Uh, I'm going to sit with Instagram Okay, we will head to Instagram first. Uh, and now it's time for your comments. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I've listened to this show too many times. <laughs> we're we're, we're, we're going to do them live instead. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, Jake Bennett says, Hello all. I hope you are well. A couple of questions for the guys. I know, very cheeky. You're able to bring two players in to strengthen the squad in January. Who are you buying? Realistic as well. No Mbappe or Ronaldo. This I'm going assuming... to sign in with a barge pole. <laughs> no, I know. This assuming everyone comes back fit from the World Cup as well. Also, who do you guys think is the greatest foreign player ever for us? Originally, I was thinking Ricky Villa or Aussie, but I think it might be our great Sonny. What do you guys think? As always, great job with the podcast. So let's start with the two players you would bring in to strengthen us. If And they've got to be realistic, apparently. How dull is that? I know, but, right? So there who, goes who Messi. Oh. I know, right? He's out of contract as well. Could pick him up on a on a pre-contract deal in January. Get him there for next season. Whoa. Yeah, he's off to Miami. Anyway. Oh, yes. All joking aside then, two players. Who do you think? I would like to see us still go for James Madison. Yep. If it was a possible, then I'd like it. Yep. And I, I still want Eze from um, Crystal Palace. Okay. I think what we've just seen here, ladies and gentlemen, is a Tottenham fan in action. Uh, we as a team are scoring goals, but letting them in frequently. So when he's asked <laughs> which players he'd like to bring in, he picks two more attacking players. <laughs> I just realised that, actually, yeah. It's just so, but the funny thing is, is my brain like because I I was putting it to you first, and then I was going through players. I was like, yeah, Madison's probably one I'd pick, and I was like, oh, James Ward-Prowse. Oh, definitely, 100%. massive fan. Yeah, massive fan of his, and I'm like, that's midfield. And then as you were saying it, I was like listening to you saying, I was thinking, yeah, if I was to pick two players right now, they'd probably both be defenders or a, a centre right back and a right wing back. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. Um, there you go. <laughs> That's um uh I I'd probably look at uh Bastoni, Scriniar at Inter Milan. Um yeah, them two. I'd bring those two. <laughs> yeah. Uh I I did see the other day that Milan Scriniar is and I don't know how to pronounce his name, so apologies, I'm butchering that. Uh he's out of contract in the summer. Yes, he's got a lot of clubs after him though. Yeah, yeah. Well that, that feels that feels right up our alley, really. Um, yeah. used used to work with Conte. We we certainly have a director of football who has a direct line into all agents and everyone in Italy. Yeah. Yeah. See, keep an eye I on that one. If I could sign any centre back, the two yeah. I the two I would go top of my list, Abamencano. Yeah. But annoyingly, he's just gone to Bayern Munich. Yeah. And Delete or Delight, who was at Ajax, who's just gone to Bayern Munich. So. Oh. They were like they were the two that I was like they're both young, strong, tall, fast, attack. They were the two like I've had at the top of my list for ages, well, and then they both them. went to Bayern Munich, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's only I mean. it is then. Okay. Uh, as for the greatest foreign player for us, I mean, oh. obviously for you, it's Helder Postiga. Oh, no, Roman Pavlichenko. Roman Pavlichenko, what a great striker he was. I liked him. He only ever scored world scored worldies in cup games or tappings. What? Yeah, that yeah. was it. There was no yeah. middle ground. There was no middle ground. That guy either ripped the net from thirty yards or, or fell over the or line. Or someone the shot him on the knee or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I liked him. I liked him a lot in, in a team that was very attack minded. When we used to have four strikers in the squad. Yeah, I liked him. I liked him a lot. Oh man, like greatest. Foreign export like there's 
Does Bale count? Well, Welsh, not English? Does that count? Nah, or? no. He came through the academy system at Southampton. I don't think he'd... For me, oh, it's, it's Jürgen Klingsmann. Because oh, so you, have, you have to understand just how shit we were. He, he, he did join us, us at a time, didn't he? He really and did. Like... He, he signed for us, right? After... I think Twice. it was after... I think it was after the 94 World Cup because we signed two Romanians as well who played really well there, Popescu and Dimitrescu. Yeah. And it was... It's not. I mean, he scored like 30 goals for us that season, which at that point was more than the whole team scored normally. You know, it was ridiculous. Yeah. And then we lost him. <laughs> he left and Alan Sugar had some sort of meltdown and said he wouldn't even wash his car with his shirt because he left us. And then... When we were on the when we were on the verge of relegation, he came back on loan in January. Like he came back on loan, and he literally kept us up. Yeah, he, his goals. He, he like he it was him. So I have a ridiculous attachment to that particular foreigner coming into the side. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that's that's what I'm gonna pick. Man, it's difficult. Luka Modric, Van der Vaart. Yeah, Van der Vaart's a good show. He was phenomenal for it, us and such a world class player. For you know, I didn't realize just how little time he was actually with us for. It's like eighteen months, maybe yeah, two years. It was like two seasons max. That was it. But yeah. oh, the guy was just something else. Oh, he was class. He, he he was a level above what we'd seen. Like you know, you see the ball fall to him in the box. It was gonna he was gonna score. Yeah. You, you, there was no none of this kind of like oh well when he's got too much time he thinks about it it goes wrong no not with him that guy's just phenomenal I'm saying Modric Moussa Dembele I do think Jake's point about Sonny is pretty fair though yeah Sonny is phenomenal he's won the golden boot he's consistent for us he had that tough first season and then after he kind of battled through that from then he has been consistently good Ironically, not at the moment. I say minus the start of this season, but yeah, yeah. Ironically, he's not been that. I, I don't know whether he's just not been that good, or he's just not at the level he was last year. I, I don't know because it's very difficult sometimes so when that... someone is so consistently incredible. Yeah. Does does that then mean that Lee Young Pio, his friend, is actually the greatest signing we ever made because he played for us and Tyler told Sonny. We were a good mm. club, so there we got Sonny. So therefore, yeah, by default, good old, good old, good Lee Young-Mayo is the best signing from abroad. I, um, there we go. I, I remember <laughs> a friend of mine had YP Lee on his shirt, and I always thought that was just such an unfortunate thing to have. YP Lee. YP <laughs> Lee, yeah. So go on then, settle on one quick, because we got about a thousand questions. Uh, I'm going to say Moussa Dembele. Okay, that's that's one that I don't think many people's going to argue. Phenomenal Just player. phenomenal, that guy. The GOAT. Matt Folzer, underscore 16, says, How do you rate the first half of the season? Because if you said at the start, come the World Cup, we would be through to the last 16 of the Champions League and in the top four, I'd have taken that, no question. But now I feel like we haven't really kicked on in the same way I'd hoped, uh, especially considering how good we were at the end of last season. I'm really curious to hear what you make of the season so far. Enjoy the podcast and have a good day. Thanks, Matt. Thank you. I think he's kind of hit the nail on the head, really, which is, on paper, I'm kind of delighted with where we are. 
But having watched the season so far, I've got that kind of feeling of something's not clicking, um, which is a frustration. It's a very frustrating thing because at the start of the season, I felt our attack wasn't really clicking other than Harry Kane. And our defence was really solid, really doing well. And as we've got close to the World Cup, our attack is clicking and our defenders just seem to have gone, nah, I'm all right. <laughs> you want oh, me to good. tackle? No. No, no, I'm good. I don't want to risk an injury, mate. I've got the World Cup coming up. Mm. Um, which, by the way, I, I've QT Romero. That's a whole other podcast. Oh, mate, Eric I, Dyer. I don't. Off. Eric Dyer. I don't think has that mentality nope. on purpose. Maybe, but he certainly has. He's certainly not been at the levels he has, and I, I, I'm blaming fatigue a bit on that. Yeah. Ben Davis, right? Ben Amazing. Davis is a Welsh football player who is going to represent his country at the World Cup. Wales do not qualify for the World Cup every four years. No. Without being horrible, this is probably, a lot of the Welsh players, their only chance to play at a World Cup. For Ben, definitely, because of his age. Yep. Given that, <laughs> given that, you would think of all the players in, back there who would be stepping away from challenges, being that little bit, oh, no, I can't risk it, it would be him. But, oh, man, no. That guy went into everything like his life depended on it. And the respect I have for him has done nothing but grow. Yeah. Um, so much. I'm a big fan of Ben Davis. Big fan. But but back to the original point. Um, I, I'm, I'm really not sure. I, I, I am very happy. And I kind of... It kind of feels like, and I said this, I've said this to the point that people are bored of it, but it's an odd season. Yeah. With with this World Cup break, it, it feels like you have to have planned to two whole campaigns. The first campaign for me is get to the World Cup, still in it, you know, still in the top four. I mean, we're in the top four, and to be honest with you, we're not out. Uh, look, I'm not saying we're challenging for the title. I'm not mad. But we're not out of it, you know. We're not like fifteen points behind, and all of that stuff. Where I no. think we're four points behind Man City, who in turn are like a few points behind Arsenal, um, and Arsenal haven't had their mid-season dip yet. So it, it just kind of, it, I, I'm looking at it and I'm like, I'm really positive about this. I felt in the Champions League we struggled, but at the same time. That group was actually a lot tougher than I think people gave it credit for. Um, Frankfurt, they're the Europa League winners. You know they are in European football right now and are on a high. Yep. Sport in Lisbon, a very very good, well drilled team. You know Marseille. I I I tell you, any club in Europe going to Marseille would struggle there. It, yeah. How hostile was that place? It was one of those groups where. It was an incredibly like okay. It didn't have a PSG or a Bayern no. Munich or anything in there, but it had four teams that were yeah. very, very well matched. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, therefore, yeah. for each one of those four teams in the group, that was a very yeah. difficult group. It, it was. If you had chucked a, a PSG or a someone like that in there, yeah, then you probably would have had one team that won every game and the other three battling for second place. Well, but, well you, you 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 say that. I'm I'm not sure. I mean, like, look at what happened to Barcelona. Again, you look, you look yeah. at their group. Yeah, you look at the quality they have. Barcelona are, are winning, you know, or they're they're through. 
But they got turned over convincingly on a regular... Oh, yes. Like I said, it's just a weird year. It is a weird, weird year. So, um, I, I, I can't put a finger on why. We've kind of talked about it a few times on the pod about, you know, is there a kind of, okay, this is what we've done, we've drilled this, get to the World Cup, and then after the World Cup, this is how we're going to go forward. Can you imagine if we come out and Conte's just like pure attacking, like... Yeah, we insanity. come back. Right, guys, you guys not front. You know the score. Yeah, Rishi, Son, Kane, yeah. Kulu. You guys just have fun. Second yeah, half of the season, just go yeah. crazy. I want twenty goals each. Go. Yeah, yeah, go for it. <laughs> we all sat there going, "What is happening?" Yeah, what, what the hell's happened? I mean, it, it did it did reach a point where uh, Conte in the press conference after that four three win over Leeds was basically laughing. And this guy said to him, he's like, oh, I never thought I'd see you when you're laughing after conceding three goals. And he was like, oh, no, don't get me wrong. That's going to keep me awake at night. I hate that. But I think this team's trying to kill me. And it cracked me up. I mean, he's now fully Tottenham, isn't he? I think this club is trying to kill me. <laughs> welcome to what every fan yeah. thinks. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to how we all feel, Antonio. <laughs> because you're right. I think on a regular basis, they are actually trying to kill me. Um, but yeah, so uh, I'm sorry I can't really answer that question any better than that because it's uh, on paper yeah. phenomenal season on the pitch very hit and miss. Yeah. yeah, so we'll 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 see how we go. Um, the next one is the Johnny Stark. Now the Johnny Stark, you normally have your own thing, so it's the Johnny Stark show. The Johnny Stark show. Here we are, excellent. That's like Wayne's World. I liked it. Well done. Thanks. Uh, what is your most positive takeaway from the first portion of the season? What aspect do you think can be most approved upon? Can we both agree defending? <laughs> defending. Most improved upon defending, yeah. okay? Yeah. Uh, what, what is my most positive takeaway? Um, oh, uh, can, can I just pick a player and I'm going to say Benton Core? Yeah. What a player. We do he not joined, deserve that guy. <laughs> he, did, he joined with Kulisevsky. And we all kind of went, oh, he's good, but Kulisevsky, wow, Kulisevsky. And then this season, Kulisevsky gets injured, and Bentecourt, everyone's going, we signed this guy for £17 million? Yeah. Juventus fans mocked us. And I'm looking at this guy playing the Champions League and in the Premier League, which is a step up from Serie A. I don't care what any hard-on Italian football fan says. And once he adjusted to the pace, which did take him a little bit, because he's playing in, you know, he's playing in the engine room. This yeah. guy is something else, isn't he? Oh, isn't he just? Yeah. This is the yeah. closest I think we've had to a Dembele. Mm. Yeah, I, I wasn't gonna. Yeah, he's, say it quiet. Say it quiet can win because the ball, he can keep yeah. the ball, he can pass the ball. Mm. Yeah. He, he can go past people player. just with his movement, which I love. Like, he, he just changes his body angle, takes the ball, and he takes someone out of the game. But I just... People who are intelligent at this game are just a joy to watch, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so, so, so for yourself, would you pick him out as well, or do you have, like, another positive thing that you want to pick up on? My my actual, my actual positive goes back almost to the last question. The positive of the season so far is yeah. we won the Champions League group and we're still in the top four even yeah. though we haven't got into third gear. Yeah. yeah, That's, that's right. kind of yeah. my positive. It's like, if we can hit third and fourth gear, we could really start we could, moving We could something. really do something. Yeah, no, I hear you on that. Okay, the next one is from Island Brother. Uh, Island Brother, you have your own thing normally as well. So, um, uh, yeah. Uh, now it's time 
for a question from Island Brother. Red, red wine. Oh, no, 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 move on. He says, good day, Spurs News. Hope this finds you doing well. My question pertains to the recent lack of motivation by Romero. Oh, God. Yes. I know all the arguments. I don't personally know the guy. I don't know his medical history. I don't know what, if any, pressure he has shoulder coming from the Argentinian FA. I know all this, but when I see other players like Kane, Richarlison and Bentica running themselves into the ground for the badge, I can't help but compare them to Romero. I feel like a little of shine has come off. Is that too harsh, seeing that his situation entirely down to Qatar? Um, right, now, mm-hmm. what you don't know, Mr. Brother, is that me and Stefan have had some of our most heated and diabolical conversations about football when it comes to QT Romero. Yeah. Probably one of the topics we have gone will agree to disagree on more than any other topic me and Stefan ever talk about. Yeah. And to the point that when we do this show together, I deliberately, (laughs) deliberately avoid discussing QT Romero. However, on this particular topic, I'm going to start and then I'm going to hand it over for Stefan to have a rant (laughs) and then then we're going to move on. So what I'm going to say is, I am going to say, I think it's completely unacceptable for a professional football player to allow his teammates to go through it, to do everything, and fake an injury. However, I do not know if that is the case, and quite frankly, nobody knows. He was diagnosed, and it was put out there, he has muscle fatigue. Now, to put that to all of us who work every day, and some of us in our 30s and 40s think, I've had muscle fatigue for 10 years... You hear that and automatically think, you cheeky bastard stealing a living. And then when he shows up for Argentina training, with great to be back in Argentina all over his social media, like nothing's wrong with him, it is a bit frustrating. So, do the players in South America get a lot of pressure from their FAs? Yes, they do. That is fact. We all know that. The fact, did Argentina request that all of their players be allowed to leave the Premier League early? Yes, they did. And it was denied by the Premier League. Did that break that they requested happen anyway due to muscle fatigue with Cutie Romero? Yes, it did, weirdly. Has the shine gone off him from me because of that? Absolutely. I saw Ben Davis in a once in a lifetime opportunity to play for a World Cup put his body on the line every week and Romero wasn't willing to do that for his team, for the club, for the fans. That has absolutely tarnished him for me and he is going to have to come back and play at a level above where he was, which was already a fairly high level. He's going to need to come back and be above it and consistent and, you know, I don't know punch Jack Wilshire in the face in the street or something just for fun I, I don't know he's gonna have to do something Stefan I have now said my piece uh you you may say your piece and then we will move on without without recourse oh, I can't believe you said that mate that's really harsh I think you know the guy's had a really tough first start to the don't season don't talk crap I, I can't stand long. him I absolutely hate the bloke absolutely hate him um 
I okay, we have had as I said, we've had a lot of discussions. Like I think he is a fantastic defender. But he also does a lot of stupid crap that I don't like when he defends. There's like a level of aggression that he has. And there's been a couple, like the very first time I ever saw him play was in a European match at the new stadium. And in that match, I watched him randomly kick out at someone and then someone run past him and him fall over. And I was like, no, this is not my sort of player already. But as a defender, he's a very, very talented defender. What has pissed me off beyond belief is, like you say, Ben Davis running through walls. Richarlison had absolute breakdowns because he believed he was injured and was going to miss the World Cup. Came back from injury and put himself back on the pitch like the week before the World Cup call-up because the club needed him. And Romero posts all over social media, Yay, look at me, I'm back in Argentina, I can't wait to play football again. I'm like... The fans are the people that support you at the club and you've just slapped them all in the face and you've put a big middle finger up to the team that are paying your wages because you've had muscle fatigue for a couple of weeks. I'm like, nope. As far as I'm concerned, sell him in January, sign Bastoni, move on. I am done with that man completely. Okay, we move on. Okay. The next question... uh <laughs> they're all like and this is bad the next question is from the mountain man who again has his own theme normally he's a I'm going to do the original because I can't get done for copyright he's a man a real manly man mountain man there you go <laughs> as much as Larice has been an amazing servant to the club I think he needs to be replaced as a matter of priority He's still a great shot stopper, but I feel he too often sends panic into the defence of his lack of ability with the ball at his feet. Also, he is prone to some very poor decisions making at times. Would you guys agree? <laughs> you can start on this one. I love Hugo. He is yeah. Hugo boss. He is the boss. He is our captain, our, you know, our World Cup winning captain. Yep. But I do think the man has peaked and he's now very slowly on the decline the other side. Yeah. Um, he he doesn't remind me of like um, Gomez or anyone like that yet, who was a fantastic shot stopper. But anything else you're worried about, he yeah. hasn't got to that level yet. We're okay. Yeah. But like it's, he pulls out some fantastic save still. Yeah. But on then, a regular basis. I don't know, but then like two minutes later, a cross will come in and he'll palm it at the feet of an attacker. And you're like, what yeah. are you doing? <laughs> like, I, I think I think what that is is a. Um, goal, goalkeepers get a rough thing, right? Because any other player on the pitch loses possession ten times in a game, it doesn't lead to a goal. A goalkeeper does it once; they're chances are, you know, yeah. they're hammered. Hugo Lloris on a regular basis makes saves. Anyone who wants to spend five minutes on this, look at the statistics from our last ten games. Yeah. Look at the number of shots on target compared to the number of goals we've conceded. He's then still look up. Saves. Yeah. Then look up the number of errors he's made during those 10 games. You're going to look at it and go, he's still 100% very good. The other thing about errors and, and a thing that is, is critical of goalkeepers, the last time Hugo Lloris really had a struggle in a Tottenham shirt was Mauricio Pochettino towards the end of his tenure. What else can people remember about that? And that is that the players 
basically gave up on Mauricio's methods. Yeah. They didn't press anymore. The midfield, we didn't have Wenyama or Dyer in the midfield, shielding the defence, and both Alderweireld and Vertonghen were basically either both injured or one of the other injured. Yeah. Our full-backs had gone. So we had lost the whole unit and the structure of the way we played, and all of a sudden Hugo was making mistakes. Well, if you hit a goalkeeper with 50 shots in a game, and he saves 40 of them, he's done amazing, but he still lost 10-0. Yep. That's not on him, <laughs> if, no. you, if you see my point. So, Hugo Lloris needs to be replaced 100%, and my understanding is from the club that that is a priority for the summer. And also, Hugo Lloris is involved in that. He is working with the club to find his replacement. They've kind of already made it public who they would like as a kind of sounding board. Like, hey, we're just going to put this out there and see if anything, you know, <laughs> maybe see if he's interested. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, I think it will never happen. And that's Oblak from Atletico Madrid. Yeah. Um, but, you know, wait and see. Wait and see. I I do know as well there is some within the club who really like Pickford. Oh, I'm a big fan. Yeah, I, I'm not... I'm not sure, to be honest with you. I, I like him. I like his personality. I like his drive. But again, it's difficult to judge because Everton are not have not been a good side for a few years now. It's hard to judge someone on the errors you see them make when you don't know just how many shots. You know, it's, yeah. Like I just said, you, you save 40, concede 10. No one remembers the 40 you saved. Um, the one so I hopefully, want is Henderson. He's uh, out on loan. Potentially hasn't really got a future at United. But have you watched him this season? I, I'm not that impressed. I think he's made some really good performances. Nah, no. I, I every game I've seen him in, he's flapped. He's looked. No, I, I'm not impressed at all. I I genuinely, until this season, hmm. was wondering why United weren't playing him above De Gea when De Gea wanted to leave and teams in Spain wanted to sign him. Hmm. And now I've watched him more. I kind of I get it. Ooh, I don't think fair enough. I don't think he's that. But you know, that's all. All of us have opinions. Um, we're now heading over to Facebook. That was all of the Instagram. Thank you very much, everyone. There, we open up with Barry Fowles, who's decided to go question happy. Oh man, he put like four or five in, didn't he? First of all, I'm pleased with where we are. Winning the Champions League group in top four can't argue with that. The football is poor at times. We seem to start games stalling and then need to be in third or fourth gear from the off. Conte saying the players are tired but doesn't rotate. Assuming he doesn't trust the bench, what's the solution? We have a minimum of 27 games when the season resumes, maybe as many as 37 in 22 weeks. Cool. Uh, better players? <laughs> well, yeah. The, the club... The club last January showed ambition by making signings that improved the first team. None of us expected that. And even when we signed them, I'll hold my hands up. I was like, who? What? We've just raided the Juventus reserves on deadline day. Yeah. This isn't great. I have never been more wrong. They are both, for me, starters in our strongest eleven. For yeah. me, right now. They have to start. Kulisevsky demonstrated instantly when he came back from injury against Liverpool. Like, instantly, he created a goal. And then against Leeds, again, the guy, you, you, he is just a phenomenal player. And Bentoncourt, we've just discussed. 
So the club need to look at that, realise that those signings are the reason we got Champions League football, and go, we need to do that again. Yeah. For me, the biggest issue always comes down to, I have no trust for our club to do that, because I have lived through 20 years of Enoch where we haven't done it. I know we did it last <laughs> January, yeah. but I, I'm just saying that I'm so used to us going here you go, come on, and then it not working out, and then going, oh, well, we'll sack the manager then, and we start again. Mm. Whereas I'm looking at this, and I'm going, here is a manager who's proven track record, he will win stuff. He is determined. The players love him, by the way. you you only got to listen oh, yeah. to the senior players, and even even the players you think would have an issue with him. Jed has <coughs> just done an interview talking about the phenomenal coaching and the phenomenal... The, the way he's training different, eating different, living differently, the the impact he feels that is had being at all, and he is now understanding the level he needs to go up to. That is a player that, from a fan's point of view, we'd be like, oh, he must be so pissed off, he must be so angry all the time. And yet he has talked about how the communication is clear, he knows what he has to do, and he's working at it. To me, as a player, that's all you can ask for. And from just- a fan... It's the light, you know, that that is what I want to hear. You know, he's a young player who will go and come on, give him a chance. The other right wing backs aren't, you know, aren't, <laughs> aren't doing anything. Why don't you get given a go? I think from a manager's point of view, there's got to be an element of, because if I give him a go and things aren't going well right now, it could cr- cripple his confidence. Yeah. I need him to come in, you know, get 10 minutes here, 20 minutes there when we're dominating a game. Let the kid find his feet, get his confidence, and then... You know, run. You don't and throw him on against a, a Grealish or a Kevin De Bruyne or something yeah, like that. Yeah, think, think, think how many times we've seen young players make debuts and like go on and do great things, and other players come in, get murdered in a game, and just that's it, they're done. You know, yeah, <laughs> they, they, they like never recover from it. So yeah, uh, I think the solution is a really blunt one. The club needs to invest again in January. We need two players minimum of first eleven standard because if you improve the first eleven, you improve the squad. Look at look at up front right now: Kulusevski, Sonny, Kane, Richarlison. That's that's improvement. That is options. That is very. That is if one of them's on the bench, they are pissed and they are ready to come on and make a difference. And you've all seen that. The only time he dropped Sonny this season, he came on and scored a hat trick. Yeah, that was pretty good. What a, you know, was... you you you've <laughs> got to imagine Kane's going to be sat on the bench a bit when we come back. So you're you're going to see it. You're going to see him. And Kane, the funny thing is about Kane is he will literally just keep going and going and going until he's injured. He will play every minute of every game. Yeah. So if he gets sat down, you just know he's going to be sat there pissed. You know, he's going to be sat there like, bring me on, bring me on, bring me on. You can just imagine, can't you, like the first game back after the World Cup. Yeah. He sits him on the bench. Yeah. And you've got Kane sitting there going, come on, I'm a World Cup winner with a golden boot. What are yeah. you doing putting me on the bench? What are you doing? No. Come on. Well, I, I remember, I, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, you're... You know, smoking crack again. <laughs> um, but I remember when uh, I think it was the Euros, Pochettino was in charge. Ken came back, and they were all given an extra week off. And Pochettino was like, "What the hell are you doing here?" He was like, oh, "I'm going to get some shooting practice in." Yeah. So, like, oh, all right, whatever. <laughs> While you're here, do some fitness. No, I just want to do shooting. Yeah, I didn't say I was going to run. <laughs> uh, so, second question from Barry is, 
second question are that lot up the road really starting to piss you off now um not piss me off but i am starting to worry ali ali on the podcast last week basically summed up my feelings on this which is what i'm putting it out into the universe they're about to fall come a massive cropper everything's going to go wrong for them that particular midfielder is going to go to jail like he should a few of the england boys are going to pull their hamstrings after lifting the world cup (laughs) (laughs) and and they're not going to come back and and yeah everything's going to go downhill badly for them that's that's my hope (laughs) yeah uh, you've got to hope third question Conte seems to be stalling on signing a new contract. Why do you think that is? And who would you want to replace him if he walked? Um, is Pochettino the only solution that keeps Kane at the club? Uh, no, I don't think there's anything that keeps Kane at the club anymore, personally. Um, I think if, Ta- if Antonio goes... Oh, I, I, I think even if he stays, I, I think Kane's done. Um I think earlier in the season there was a lot of talk about new contracts and for Conte, for Kane and stuff like that. Yeah. But you only got to look at the way the fans have treated Antonio over the last few weeks, the way the fans have been on the team's back. People go on about loyalty. Players should show loyalty. Well, I'm sorry, it works both ways. Um, I, I think he's got one year left on his deal and come the summer, he he's the master of his own destiny. Yeah. Um, because the club... For me personally, he came through the youth system, let him play another season and get nothing for him. You know, that's me. I'm like, that's that's how big clubs should operate. We 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 keep Kane in this team. He scores us thirty goals next season. We ain't replacing that. No. <laughs> so, um, you think about England, homegrown, qualified, club trained player. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but the club won't do that because they'd rather get fifty million for him than get nothing. So. It's going to be an interesting uh, so me, summer. me, me personally, I think this is his last season, but a lot can change. Uh, this is a weird year. Uh, but uh, Conte stalling on a new contract. He's not stalling. He, he doesn't talk about it. Um, Conte basically said very clearly that he'll only work where he's wanted, and the fans the last few weeks have been on at him. You know, think about it. A month ago, all you heard was Antonio being chanted. Yeah. One of his best friends in football and one of the most important coaches in this club died. And the fans showed nothing but support, but then just forgot about it. it do you think it's a coincidence the team looked like they've struggled since then? He looks like he's struggling since then? It's a no. lot on their shoulders, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's a lot. It is a lot. Anyone who's ever worked anywhere with someone, you work closely with someone day in, day out. You feel that loss and you do grieve and it is a problem. And yet everyone's just expected them to shake it off and get on with it. And I, I'm not saying that it's the key factor, the only factor and why we've not been that great. But I do think it's in there. They are still human beings. No matter how much they get paid, that doesn't factor into human emotion. No. So, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's a problem. I don't think he's stalling on anything. I just don't think he's thinking about it. And he did make it abundantly clear. You know, he will sit down at the end of the season. If the club want him, they need to show that they want him. In January, they need to show they want Conte here. They need to get him the players he needs. Yeah. In the summer, they need to sit down with him and go, right, Antonio, because we've got the option to extend his deal. Yeah. But at the same time, he's got the option to say, no, thank you. You know, I'm I'm done. You you know the fans don't want me here. You don't like you know they don't like my style of football. You've not really backed me, so 
Yeah, I'm still playing away. Emerson Royale at right back for fuck's sake. Clearly, you don't want yeah. me. Yeah. 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 So there, there's a lot to it. It, it. It's certainly not a case of him stalling over anything. It's just a case of him. He's not there. He doesn't prove, need to think about prove it. Prove right you now. want me to sign. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but, you know, you've got this World Cup break, so you never know what could happen in amongst that. Uh, Tom Perk says, Hello, chaps. Can we get a Tottenham women update, please? Uh, Tom, we've actually stopped doing them, not because I've stopped watching the women's team, which I haven't. I, I'm watching it very intently. But uh, we, it's simply a time thing. We're trying to bring updates for the first team, the under-21s, the under-18s, all on the page and everything we do. And it is just, there's so much, this is so much football. And when we get a break, like an international break or something, the women's team are obviously going as well. And it is, it is just a lot. And one of the reasons we started doing it is because there was no one really covering the women's team at all. And we felt it was a responsibility of us because we talk about Tottenham Hotspur as a club to, in, to include them. However, there are now dedicated Tottenham women podcasts there are dedicated Tottenham women blogs. There are dedicated Tottenham women websites. It's great. And there's real discussion on there, in in-depth discussion on the players, on tactics. Something that we simply don't have the time to do because I can't watch Tottenham women kick off at two, Tottenham men kick off at three. I can't watch both games. Um, and So I just can't give the same in-depth analysis. Um, if you go to Twitter, look up Spurs Women's Blog, um, you will find all the links to the podcast, everything there. If you're interested in all match reports, they, they're they brilliant. They are absolutely brilliant. The coverage is fantastic. The analysis is really great. And they talk about it from a perspective that, that I, I don't have because I simply can't get to the games. I will watch it as much as I as I do the other stuff. Thanks to Spurs Play, I'm now watching under-18, under-21 football like I used to when I used to go, and like um yeah, that's enough football I think <laughs> for me for a little me anyway. Um, so apologies for that. I I do I have let people down on that. I should have addressed that before. So apologies, Tom. But if if you find it great, if you can't, uh, drop me a message and I'll send you the links. They, they really are phenomenal. Um, Tom also says, let's hope the lads that are away in the desert come back unscathed to hit the ground running against Brentford on Boxing Day. Yes, I hope so too. And I wonder if Ivan Tony will be playing on that particular day. Oh, don't let's all. Yes, yes. I bet he's not. Hey. Hey. Right, Dennis Tritton says, why is Basuma played out of his natural position? He was brilliant for Brighton. Um... Because he's playing for a different club who play a different system. As far as I'm aware, he's still playing in midfield. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I didn't mean that to sound so trite and, and sarcastic. I know it came across that way. But um, we signed him in the basis he was going to come in and play in a two or play in a three. Yeah. Uh, tactically, Conte wants his players to, you know, listen to him. Now... You you sign you do sign players for certain qualities that they have, but you sign them on the basis that they're going to slot into your idea. You know, you didn't sign him. You didn't sign Basuma and go right. Let's start playing like Brighton. <laughs> you, yeah. you sign him and go. You need to start playing like Tottenham. Antonio Conte's Tottenham, and I think I I mean for me personally, and I think from me, conversations me and you have had, mate. He now looks good in our system. Like he has taken his time, but whenever I've seen him play recently, he has looked good. Yeah, those first few months were uh, 
I was starting to really worry about January for him. Yeah. I I was wondering if the club was going to be a case of, do you know what? We gave it a go. You don't quite fit the system. Yeah. But the last few weeks and the last few matches, he's started looking like the Basuma that we hoped we were going to get. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Michael Joseph says, Hello to the Spurs News crew. Hope everything is okay with Matt, as we are due for a Matt Stats. We will, and you will get them for the Christmas special. I'm trying to get him to sing again, like he did a couple of years ago, but I don't know how, I don't know if I'm going to do that. That was one of the best things I've ever heard. He'll be singing soprano this time. Um, enjoyed the <laughs> podcast with Coach Ali. Thank you, I'll let her know that. Do you think the negativity from fans is justified? Obviously, our performances have been, have been tough to watch with an occasional comeback cheer. It just seems a lot, or, or a lot of people don't see the bigger picture. Before the Leeds result, Conte had a bigger points total through 38 games than Klopp or Pep. Performances aside, I'm thrilled with where we are. He makes a valid point. He does. He does. Like, it's yeah. so strange as a fan. Like, the Leeds yeah. game. We won that game 4-3. The game yeah. before that, Bournemouth. We won it at the end 3-2. Two yeah. big comeback games and both matches finished with me going... Oh Jesus! Oh, I, I genuinely tough. feel like they're going to kill me. Yeah. I, I, I do. I do feel like they're trying to kill me because uh, it was a few weeks ago now. My doctor said to me, "You need to avoid stress. You need to like relax more. You've worked yourself into the ground, Samuel. You know you need to chill out." And well, I'll, I'll go and after... watch a Spurs game and relax. <laughs> well, I had I had that conversation with him. I think on like a Friday, and then on the Saturday I watched us in that Bournemouth game. Yeah. And, and on and Monday, I I, you had another conversation with the doctor. Yeah, I, I like genuinely tweeted, I think, along the lines of like, my doctor told me to avoid stress. What the, you know, Tottenham kill me. Please have everyone be aware. Someone inform the club. I don't want no crap clapping some minute that I died or something. I just want the club to know they did it. Yeah. All of them. Uh, but anyway, um, on to the next one. Matthew Fleming, what are our priorities for the January window to push this squad to the next level? For me, we need a class right wing back. Um, when Decky is out, we lack creation, so perhaps a creative midfielder or a centre back is more important. Question mark. Interested to hear your thoughts, and of course, best wishes to Matt. Yeah, uh, Matt appreciates that. I know he's listening. So, um, priorities. We kind of touched on this a little bit earlier when we talked about the two players we'd kind of bring in. Yeah. Um, but just talking positionally. Uh, a central defender and a right wing back, I'd be happy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I agree with yeah. that. No, I'm, I'm thinking kind of, of the bench and stuff that we've got at the moment, and there's players like yeah. Brian Gill that I'd like to see get more, more game yeah. time and stuff up there. So I don't. It sounds like I really don't want another player that's going to take one of those front three slots. Yeah. Even though when Kulu was out, we were all yeah. desperate. Like Kulu was out and Richie was out, and we were like. Yeah. We need another, and I'm like, I don't want to sign one because I want to well, see Brian well, no, get the I mean, match it's time. A pretty, it's a pretty unique situation when you lose Sonny, uh, Kulisevsky, and Richarlison yeah. all at the same time. I mean, that's. It, I mean, I think someone tweeted out, you know, you looked at those four at the start of the season, that front four, and then found out that it would all be relying on Kane playing every bloody minute as always anyway. It'd be very slow. You'd know, just be like a <laughs> massive facepalm. But it just, the odds are so stacked against it. And yet, the Tottenham way, it happened. Um, 
Ryan Miller says, is Matt okay? It's been a while since he's been on. Uh, no, Ryan, he's, he's not. It's, it's bad. He's bad. He's lost all his hair. Um, it's in case anyone time. doesn't know this, Matt is bold. Yes. Uh, he boldly goes where no man has gone before, and that's to work. Uh, no, he's okay. He is okay. He's just recovering from something, and when he's on, he's on the party. He can talk all about it. Um, but yeah, he's half the man he used to be. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, which Spurs first team players aren't going to the World Cup and will be training with Conte? Hopefully, some of the fringe players step it up and come back strong for January. We need the legs after the World Cup. Oh wow, do you really want me to go through? Um. Oh, okay. Uh, well, four stirring goal. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Emerson Royale. Matt Surprising Dobberton. how Royale didn't yeah, get called Jed, up. <laughs> Jed Spence. Uh, Ryan Sessegnon. Um. It's uh, Sanchez. Sanchez going to Colombia at the World Cup. Yeah. I, I, do you know what you just said? I, I was thinking to myself, Sanchez is a mainstay for Colombia, but are Colombia there? I don't know. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Yeah, I'm no, doing the same not. thing. <laughs> no, they're not there. No. Colombia's not at the World Cup. Oh, sorry, Dav. Uh, so, yeah, Davinson Sanchez, uh, Jaffa Tanganga. Um, you're looking into the midfield. Um, Oliver Skip. It could be a really important time for him. I hope to, so, to get yeah. Um, yeah, uh, obviously... Uh, Brian Gill, you just mentioned. Yeah. Um, you also got Lucas, Lucas Mora. Uh, yeah, there, there's others that I'm blatantly missing and forgetting. Yeah, I'm, I apologize. I'm looking now and I'm like, Basuma, well, for one. Yeah. Yeah, Basuma. So, yeah, yeah, there's going to be a number of players there who are going to get the opportunity, which is great. Um, yeah. I was having a quick look at the groups actually whilst I go through it and obviously you know, Hugo will be up against Hoybjerg yeah Hoybjerg don't Hoy say Bier, it wrong sorry um, Sonny and Benton Kuhl against each other obviously Kulu's not going to be there is he Sweden didn't qualify no Kulusef yes so Kulu, Kulu Sexy's got some time off which is good should be good right then we got one last question okay the last question comes from Ben Teary. He says, "Hi Sam slash other fellow host." <laughs> nice. Sup. <laughs> that was that was a, it was a safe way of doing it. Yeah. Following on from last week, where I asked you to pick a five-a-side team, I want you to pick an all-time Spurs five-a-side team. Oh mine wow. Would be, mine would be Pat Jennings, Ledley King, Gareth Bale, Jimmy Greaves, and Harry Kane. Wow. Okay. An all-time Tottenham five. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Am I going with like my five favourite players, or am I actually trying to win a league? You're trying to you're trying to pick a five-a-side team that are going to win. I mean, you can't just pick five strikers. That's stupid. We're okay. not playing rushbacks. <laughs> okay. Um, Paul Robinson. Oh, England's number one. Yep. Because he was a good shot stopper. He'd be alright with that. Yeah, yeah, he's good at five side, yeah. Ledley King. Obviously, yeah. Obviously. That's two. Three more players to choose. I would go with Carl Walker. Ooh, snaky bastard. All right, go on. Van der Vaart. 
Ooh, yep, skill, yep. And Jermaine Defoe. Wow, okay. All right. Uh, I'm going for fairly go... pacey, but nice and creative at the same time. I would go uh, Hugo Lloris in goal, Ledley King in defence. I would have a midfield of Moussa Dembele. Try and get the ball off him in five-a-side, people. You Never going to happen. Moussa no. Dembele, Gareth Bale and Harry Kane. Nice. That's my five. And even if I do say so myself, they would dominate. Um, that is it. That is all of the questions. And to be honest with you, that's kind of our podcast. Uh, I did say we would do this. We would dive into the questions first. And I did really hammer people this week to say, come on, send us in stuff. Because otherwise we got to talk about the games and it depresses us. <laughs> we don't want to do that. Uh, so I want to say a massive thank you to everyone who contributed. Not just this week, but every week. We do really appreciate it. Um, so whether you send in one question every now and again or you're here every week, um, we, we do really appreciate it. So thank you very much. Uh Thank you for continuing the listening, uh, for continuing to listen. Wow, that's good. I can speak English, I promise. Speak English. Uh, yeah, I, I speak English good, innit? I'm from Bristol, so that's my excuse. <laughs> but I, I want to say a massive thank you again. Uh, we are going to be on a World Cup break now. When we come back, uh, Matt will be back with us. Um, that's the plan, anyway. Uh, but thank you so much for sticking with us. For the last few months between health issues work etc we, we've just been all over the place trying to keep the show going um hopefully things will level out now uh but yeah a massive thank you to you you've been really unwell today mate and i really appreciate you stepping yep, in thank good. you all good i've, I've got yeah, a bit of editing to do but we're all good yeah no you are no you, you're a hero so thanks for this because i know how rough you've been um so massive thank you to you this is me now promoting the Christmas special. Every year we do something silly for Christmas. And this year the Christmas special is going to be talking about the World Cup a little bit, obviously. But mostly it's going to be a quiz. And it's going to be me grilling two, maybe three of my Spurs News compatriots. So, uh, as always, massive thank you to everybody for listening. Please keep an eye on the social media, but on the 23rd of December, the Christmas special will be available to download or stream. You can watch it via our YouTube channel. No, we're not doing video. You filthy buggers. Laura's not going to be on it. You've got to pay for her OnlyFans for that. You know that. But yes, anyway, massive thank you. She's she's a hero. She is so beautiful. People think I'm making it up, but she is stunning. It's ridiculous. But anyway, mate, uh, say goodbye to everybody. See you later. That's it for us. You all take care. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the show. Stay up to date with all things Tottenham. Follow us on social media. All links are in the podcast description.